Hi, I'm Gar Sanders. I'm Jamie Wincup. I'm Lee Holdsworth. I'm James Courtney. We're the Forex Angels, and you're listening to the VA Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell. The Gold Coast is launched as Ipswich is ready for action. They're finally be able to get in one and to do it at the Gold Coast too and to be driving with a little buddy James Courtney is uh, yeah, it's just a perfect situation for me really. I'm hoping that he's uh, going to be pushing as hard as he can because it's uh, you know, my neck's on the line as much as his with the, with the championship. We look at the 300 and the 600 today as the lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders. Take in the V8 of the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Last week, the Armour Gold Coast 600 was launched, the new formatted race to be the centrepiece of the Super Carnival. This is a fantastic place to have an event, the Gold Coast, and uh, with the enormous rollout of international drivers we've announced tonight, the huge rollout of all the international acts we've announced tonight, it's just going to be a massive, massive weekend and great value for money. I think we've really worked really hard at that the value for money side of it as well. With international drivers list headed by Jacques Villeneuve, the former world champion, joining Paul Dumbrell at Bottolo Racing. The rest of the list is Bastien Bourdais from France joining Dick Johnson Racing. David Brabham, he'll join Stone Brothers. Ryan Briscoe goes back to the Toll Holden Racing team. Scott Dixon from New Zealand is at Jack Daniels Racing. Dario Franchitti from Scotland is in at Jim Beam Racing. It's a bloody exciting series, and they always look like fun things to drive. So, you know, so to finally be able to get in one and to do it at the Gold Coast too and to be driving with my little buddy James Courtney is, uh, yeah, it's, it's a perfect situation for me, really. Heinz Harold Frenzen from Germany joins Wilson Security Racing, while Fabrizio Giovanni from Italy is at Brad Jones Racing. Patrick Long from the USA is over there at Fujitsu Racing. Elaine Menu from Switzerland is at Brad Jones Racing. Diego Montenero from Portugal joins up at Centaur Racing with Tony D'Alberto. Gianni Morbidelli from Italy is at Triple F Racing. Ivan Muller from France joins Paul Morris Motorsport and perhaps joining in for all three of the endurance races this year. Will Power will join FPR. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fantastic format to have uh, international guys come along and do a, do a one-off race like that. Uh, you know, I think it definitely create more interest in the event, and um, you know, you know, I think it's also a good idea they shorten the track. Uh, you know, it'd be better for the spectators. Um, yeah, I think I think they'll see it grow from here for sure. Andy Prelu from the UK is at Team Vodafone. Scott Pruitt from the United States is at Lucas Dumbrell Motorsport, whilst Mika Salo, the former Formula One driver from Finland, is getting cool with the bear at Bundy Red Racing. Alex Tagliani from Canada joins Kelly Racing. Scott Dixon 
is excited to be joining Jack Daniels Racing for the Armour Oil Gold Coast 600 this October. Dixon is hoping for pr- plenty of New Zealand support when he races there. So I've already been on the phone to a few people to make sure they can uh, you know, book a hotel and get over there for the race and you know, hopefully we get a lot of support from New Zealand. It's, it's so close. Um, but, you know, for me, it's going to be a great race to catch up with people too. You know, just a, a lot of uh, races over the years that, that uh, you know, I haven't seen for a long time. Dixon, the IRL champion and Indy 500 champion, says the perfect formula is V8 supercars. V8 supercar racing, uh, you know, my thoughts, it's a perfect formula. You know, you've got uh, great competition. You've got very big field cars, um, you know, not to align it with NASCAR or anything, but, you know, it also puts on a great show. And uh, it has a massive following, um, you know, in New Zealand, obviously Australia as well. But, you know, I think... Uh, just the competition level for me is is the challenge, you know, and, and I think most drivers can see that, and that's uh, you know why they want a bit of a taste of it. So, how well does Scott Dixon know Todd and Rick Kelly at Jack Daniels Racing? You know, Rick and Todd, or Todd and Rick, however you want to put it. You know, I've known those guys for a long time. I obviously, raced Todd uh, for a championship when I won in, in Formula Holden down there. So, a lot of memories, a lot of good memories with those guys, and it's going to be awesome to to team up with them. Um, you know, to seems like it's a great team atmosphere so far and, and the success they've had early um, you know, is, is uh, looking really promising. Still on the Kellys now and they have announced they will be joined by Owen Kelly for the 2010 season of Endurance. Rick Kelly that says that signing Owen Kelly to the team is a great addition. His motivation and his attitude to everything has been really good and I'm personally quite excited about that i look forward to um you know chucking him in one of our cars and and possibly driving with him or having having him drive um in our race team and um you know second to that he's got a a damn good last name owen kelly says that driving with jack daniels racing is his best chance ever of winning bathurst rick and todd have both won it before and um and i've got a lot of experience there and it's really going to make it the best bathurst for a long time because there'll be genuinely 15 cars probably that can win the race and to prepare kelly for the enduros he's not only going to get time in the seat at winton as well as queensland raceway this weekend but he'll also be in the fujitsu series taking in a jack daniels racing entry for the fujitsu support category matt halliday has been announced as the trading post commodore driver sharing the ride with jason bright whilst andy jones is locked in over at team boc also a driver getting a chance to do some laps at queensland raceway will be nick Perkett, who will be jumping into the bundy red racer for the endurance driver session this weekend's Ipswich 300 will be the first of the all-soft tyre weekends. It's an interesting development for the series, and particularly with decaying track conditions, that's tipped to be a real factor in this weekend's results. We'll be talking about that more in the round table after the break. Before we go to the break, though, we have to say happy birthday to Dick Johnson, who turned 65 this week. Congratulations to him. And that's the news on the V8 Insiders. After the break, we'll be back with Lachlan Mansell and Peter Norton. I hope you'll stay with us. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. 
showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. The views expressed on V8 Insiders, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect those of the network, Thunder Media, sportradio.com.au or V8X Magazine. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Jason Richards. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders as we look at, uh, well, of course, the Ipswich 300 and then on to the Gold Coast 600. There's plenty to talk about. And doing the talking will be from Motorsport News, Lachlan Mansell. Good evening, Lachlan. Good evening, Craig. How are you going? Going very well, as I know this man is, because he's getting set to leave Canberra to go up to the uh, sunny heights of Ipswich. So, uh, Peter Norton, I guess you're looking forward to it. Oh, absolutely. It's getting a bit uh, chilly in Canberra, so it'll be nice to uh, go up there and thaw out a little bit. Well, of course, it is going to be the Ipswich 300 and, uh, and a real change for v8 supercars because they've got the soft tires and now they're going to let the guys use them Lockie, and that's going to uh, really change some of the uh, thinking processes for the drivers this weekend because they're going to have all the grip they want just maybe not for as long as they need it's going to be very interesting isn't it the way i understand it is the teams are all going to be allocated five sets of tires for the weekend so that's a total of 20 tires per car but uh that has to get them through practice, both qualifying sessions and both races. So I think the teams that you'll see standing out will be the teams that manage their tyres the most effectively to make sure that hopefully they've still got a fresh set to use uh, for the 200k race on the Sunday afternoon. And I guess, Peter, it's going to be critical that these guys get in there and uh, get racing hard, but not so hard that they can't keep the tyres alive because you don't want to be sitting, as Lachlan just said, with five, ten laps to go and no grip. I'm absolutely looking forward to this one because it does uncover all sorts of strategies and also uncovers uh, different team strengths and weaknesses. We know that Triple Eight, for the last couple of years, have been famous for keeping their tyre life together uh, late in a race. And being their test track, you'd expect that uh, they'd know how to get tyres to last on that track because they've had plenty of mileage there. But uh, no doubt there'll be someone that will go crazy in the, the first half of, uh, of the race uh, and, and just see if they can hang on with dying tyres. And I always find that entertaining where uh, someone's trying to hang on and someone's trying to get past them. Uh, this could be a bit of a cracker, couldn't it? We're all hoping so. Now, of course... Lachlan going to Ipswich has not been without its dramas this year. V8 supercars are promoting this event and there's been a a bit of criticism from people, particularly people out in the West saying, well, you do anything you can to make sure you went to Ipswich, but did you work that hard to try and go to Perth? (laughs) Yeah, and it's uh, certainly a bit controversial, isn't it? I think uh, probably the reason that they have done everything they can to get to Queensland is because it's the local track for so many of the teams in V8 supercars. I mean, there's quite a large number of teams that uh, that test there, whereas over in Western Australia, there's not really any teams that are based over there. So the incentive to race at, uh, at Ipswich is greater than what, what it was to have to travel all the way over to Barbagallo. But is that right? 
Um, well, the Western Australian spectators probably don't think so, but, yeah, anyway. It is what it is. Peter, your thoughts on the uh, politics of going to this race? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's all about politics and business and uh, uh, where you can make a quid and uh, who's making an investment and uh, uh, it's a whole range of things. And unfortunately, keeping the the fans happy uh, and being a truly national sport, um, they're nice to have, but they don't pay the bills. Uh, so it is quite sad that uh, you know, this year at least, um, yeah, we've got this uh, this contradiction where uh, uh, you know we've had two. T- Two rounds sacked, but one comes back, but not the other. Um, yeah, it's less than satisfactory. But uh, in uh, you know, the current uh, uh, business environment, I can understand that uh, you know, people are playing hardball at business. It is going to be a race that uh, is, well, is going to have some questions over it. And uh, uh, one thing about it is it's got a, a a lot of people really don't like this track but it's always proved to have some very good races and i i think uh people get fixated on all these outside issues and forget that on the track you actually do see some good racing lachlan it hasn't been too bad. There have been some races at Queensland that have been a bit of a snooze fest, although with the soft tyres coming in for this weekend, I don't think it'll be that boring. But uh, one of the most common complaints about Queensland has been the lack of facilities for the spectators. Compared to a lot of the other circuits that the V8 supercars go to, the spectator facilities are well below standard. So, you know, I think that's been one of the main complaints uh, from V8 supercars Australia in particular. Peter? Um, spot on. The, the facilities aren't that good, but um, it wasn't that long ago that Oran Park was in the same uh, same boat. Uh, even after building the, the new pit complex, most of the spectator facilities around the rest of the place uh, were really bloody average, to be honest. Um, so, uh, yeah, whether it's making an excuse for them or not, uh, I mean, everyone needs to lift their game uh, to be... Uh, you know, a, a compelling reason to get the fans off their off their lounges and, and into their car and out to the track. Uh, yeah, the, it really is a tricky one, and really that's the, the heart of the problem. There is who would pay for upgrades. Uh, the track surface is another one that keeps getting bumpier, and uh, you know that they've got to do something about that eventually. Who's going to pay? It's not a cheap business. Mm. Now, one of the interesting things, Peter, is that these bumps and the, the degradation on the track surface is also going to be something that's going to lead into making it a more interesting race because these tyres don't last as long as the, uh, the standard control tyre, so it means that you're going to have to do a lot to make sure they get through the entire run you need them to. Oh, absolutely spot on, and I can anticipate now which drivers will be complaining because the tyres didn't last the whole race. And New Zealand and the words of Paul Morris, I guess. Surface. We know that uh, a lot of racing drivers, they just want a perfect qualifying uh, setup for the whole of the race. Uh, and uh, as fans, I think everyone likes to see things that shake it up a bit, and we could have some of that. Can I just make a point quickly with regards to strategy for the weekend? I think if you're a driver like, for example, Dean Fiore or Carl Reindler, who realistically probably isn't going to qualify inside the top 20, then what you might try and do is get through qualifying on, say, just one set of tyres and maybe save up some of your other sets for the races so that if you get the scenario where there's 
safety car late in the race, then you've got a fresh set of tyres and you can charge through and potentially get a better result than what uh, some of the other drivers might be able to achieve because they've already used some of their sets of tyres up throughout qualifying. It's it's going to be a great balancing act, I think, all through the weekend. Now, the weekend is going to see uh, the returning fastest lap holder to the track, and, of course, that's Tim Slade. Tim Slade has the fastest lap of Queensland Raceway. Of course, he uh, went out there balls and all late in uh, the second race. Uh, sorry, in the Saturday race last year with a nice fresh set of sticker tyres and, and really cut some great laps. What do we think of the chances of some of these smaller teams like you were talking about there, Lachlan? Um, yeah, well, Tim Slade, I think you might actually find that Russell Ingle pipped his lap record in the Sunday race um, when he went out on a fresh set of sprint tyres uh, last year. So I think you might find that Tim Slade's lap record was actually eclipsed. But uh, what you have to remember is that although Tim Slade's car runs under the James Rosenberg racing entitlements contract for all intents and purposes it is a third stone brothers run car so it's not actually that small a team and tim slade does have the resources of uh stone brothers racing going into his car it is their test track as well so um i could potentially see tim slade finishing in the top 15 for the weekend peter well, I think you could uh, point at quite a few of the teams that, uh, you know, given the right circumstances, uh, such as what happened to Slade last year, that uh, you, know, you just come out at the right time with the fresh tyres. Uh, if you've got the, uh, the horsepower and you've got the clear run on the track, um, you can uh, get your name in a record book, uh, even though that you may be well away from the pointy end of the field. So it adds an extra element of interest, and, uh, yeah, we'll keep an eye out for that one. It is going to be uh, an interesting weekend. Look, guys, I'm going to get your tips now because uh, we do need to take a break here on the V8 Insiders. Lachlan, who's going to win? Well, I hate being predictable, but I think uh, at the moment you just can't go past Jamie Wincup, can you? In the form that he's in at the moment, um, I think he's going to be very, very hard to beat at Queensland, especially when you consider it's the team Vodafone test track. So he's my tip to win. I think Craig Louds will be on the podium, and I think Russell Ingle will be up there as well because in the past he's gone very well at Queensland Raceway. Peter? Oh, I, I think they are smart tips. It's a brave man to bet against Win Cup. But I think that Tander, his, uh, he's really pushing himself, and we, we saw that in Hamilton, that even though he didn't win, um, he was a, a class above a lot of people, and he just needs a little bit of luck to come his way, and I think he's the one most likely to beat Win Cup. All right, then we need to take a break here on the V8 Insiders. My tip, Will Davison. We'll be back with more in just a moment. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. 
To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Craig Lance from Team Vodafone, and you're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Peter Norton, Lachlan Mansell, joining me, Craig Revell, here on the roundtable. And, uh, guys, uh, we were talking about Queensland Raceway, and one thing we didn't talk about was a uh, ever-burgeoning field of Fujitsu drivers who will be out onto the circuit this weekend. And uh, it's interesting to see this change in the uh, endurance races has certainly started to see the main game teams taking the V8 supercar f- development series a lot more seriously in 2010, Lockie. And I believe that uh, a number of the, the V8 supercar endurance drivers are being placed into the Fujitsu series by some of the main game teams to try and get them some extra seat time. So I know that uh, Owen Kelly is going to be running one of the Kelly racing entries because he's been signed by the Kelly Racing team to drive with them for the endurance races so um, that'll uh, get him some extra miles under his belt but I think one of the things that I'm most looking forward to with the Fujitsu series is seeing who can beat Paul Morris because he's put a test drive in his car up for grabs for anyone who can go out and beat him. Yeah that's certainly um, well grist for the mill isn't it Peter because uh, gee if you can beat him and probably spear him off at the same time that's double bonus points you might get two tests. Uh, well, you definitely get something out of that uh, effort. Uh, or maybe you get tests with every other team on the grid. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, Paul Morris, I, I wouldn't have picked him as being a logical one to be in the t- on the podium in the Fujitsu series. So uh, I think that the, the, the list of people who are eligible to uh, win that test uh, should be quite a long list. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's not the kind of guy that I'd want to be uh, dicing with on the track. Um, you want to be well in front of him or well behind him, I think. And, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be an extra little element of interest there. It is indeed. And, uh, of course, you've got Moffat there going after the championship. But Steve Owen looks like he's going to be out there. And, uh, of course, let's not forget we're going to see a lot of these endurance drivers because they've got their one of their two official test days on Friday at Queensland Raceway where they, they do get a chance to get some laps in anyway. Yes, it's going to be a busy weekend with uh, all of those sorts of combinations and uh, you know, the keen eyes will be out there trying to uh, pick uh, which, t- which talented young drivers coming through and, and will be the next big thing, I'd say. Mm. Now, sorry, Lockie? I don't think it's a bad thing, actually, some of these more experienced drivers coming back into the Fujitsu series. I already mentioned Owen Kelly. Obviously, Steve Owen's going to be there and Cam McConville's coming back to do a couple of rounds as well. Um, at some of the upcoming rounds. I think it's good for the younger, less experienced drivers like Tim Blanchard and Nick Perkat who've stepped up from Formula Ford because it gives them a benchmark to measure themselves against. I mean, you look at how Steve Owen and Cameron McConville have gone in the main series in the past. If you can't beat them in the Fujitsu series, then you're probably not ready to step up to the main series just yet. It's going to be it's going to be some interesting racing. And, uh, of course, they've cut the points in half for the reverse grid race two this year so um there's no point sandbagging it to get 10th in race one because uh you're not going to get the points you used to get by uh, having a win in race number two and uh, of course everyone knows that's the grant denyer victory race the yes, uh, second right. race that's, uh, where grant uh, had most of his success so uh, i guess with grant out now they don't feel so bad about cutting the most famous V8 supercar drivers, uh, opportunities to score some points. Yeah, I think that's right. All right. uh, Well, 
I'm not going to ask for winners at uh, the Fujitsu Series. Uh, that's just way too hard. But uh, I'll tell you anyway, Steve Irwin. <laughs> well, I, I think the winner is the Fujitsu Series. The, the change of policy for Bathurst drivers has re-injected some life into a series that, you know, quite frankly, at the very beginning of this year, it was looking a bit skinny. Mm. Uh, and it's fabulous to see the, the uh, additional interest and the additional uh, teams getting involved. Um, it could have uh, it could have been the, the critical turning point in that series. Yeah, it is going to prove to be interesting throughout the uh, rest of the year as well. Uh, well, certainly up to the point where we get some uh, additional... V8 uh, drive. Well, once we get through the endurance, the season of endurance, of course. Um, guys, the Gold Coast 600 was launched this week. Uh, first of all, to yourself, Lockie, what do you think about this uh, new format? I think that the concept is absolutely fantastic. Getting some of the world's best known, most accomplished drivers in to drive our cars in the V8 supercars is going to be a great thing of promoting V8 supercars to a global audience. I think in terms of the race format, they probably could have organised it a bit better and made it that either every single car has to have an international driver or you can pair your two regular drivers together because the problem at the moment with the two-car teams, they have to choose... Uh, one of their drivers for the international driver to partner. And uh, one of the things that I find intriguing is there was a big announcement last week about all the different international drivers who've been signed up to all of the different teams, but very few teams have actually come out and said which of their two regular drivers the international driver is going to be partnered with. And what I strongly suspect will be the case, although I highly doubt that any teams will come out and explicitly say this, is that the international driver will most likely end up teaming up with the regular driver who was lower in the championship, the reason being that the international driver's probably not going to be as quick as the other endurance driver who's already done two races in the car during the year. Mm. Well, it's been interesting, hasn't it, Peter, um, before I get your thoughts, but uh, we've already seen a number of drivers out there saying that uh, uh, we're trying to get these internationals in for all three endurance races. Uh, Brabham's been announced now, and they're trying to get... uh, uh, Well, they locked him in at uh, Irwin Racing for the Enduros. You see um, Paul Morris is trying to get Ivar Mueller to run all three races, and he's hoping that they can get away uh, with uh, uh, no clashes in schedules overseas. So they're, they're thinking ahead about that Gold Coast 600 and saying, well, if we can get them in the car for 1,500 mile, uh, kilometres, then the 600, they'll be uh, good to go for their, what is it, two-thirds, what does that work out to, uh, 100, mi- 100 k's each, each race? Yeah, I think you're, you're onto something there, that um, these international drivers, they're... They're great drivers, and they're very uh, uh, skilled at all different categories. But we've seen over the last probably 10 years how hard it is for someone to come and jump into a V8 supercar uh, as, as a one-off. And they typically, uh, particularly at Bathurst on, on the uh, Friday, you can always tell who are the international teams because they're at the bottom of the timesheets. And, and it takes a really long time for them to get a feel for these, these big V8 monsters. Um, so if you can get someone that is becomes a, a regular fixture and they can keep their eye in at least a little bit by doing the three events uh, then I, I think you're on to a winner 
because we've got to keep in mind it would be a very expensive proposition for an inexperienced international driver uh, to drive one of these things into a concrete wall. Uh, the, the Gold Coast track is very unforgiving, so uh, you want to make sure that your driver gets as much experience as possible. Mm. Yeah, it's a pretty unforgiving place to learn to race a V8 supercar for the first time, isn't it? So I really think the international drivers that will probably be the best will be the likes of David Brabham, Ryan Briscoe, Fabrizio Giovinardi, um, you know, Yvonne Muller, people who've already had some experience driving V8 supercars. The people like Scott Dixon, um, you know, Dario Franchitti, Sebastian Bourdais, even Jacques Villeneuve, they're obviously very talented drivers, but they haven't had any experience behind the wheel of a V8 supercar. So I think compared to their international counterparts who've already done some V8 supercar racing, you know, they might take a bit of time to find their feet and hopefully for the sake of the teams and for the sake of the regular drivers they're teaming up with, they don't find their feet by putting the car into the concrete wall. What's going to be uh, fascinating here is that um, these drivers, that they come armed with egos and they don't have any investment in the, the full year or any of the cost of the car. Um, so you know, egos and bragging rights are on the line here. I think we could see some uh, fairly aggressive and inventive uh, racing lines coming up uh, because there's nothing at stake for these guys. It could be fun to watch. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, well, I think uh, we, we're going to see some... We're going to see some interesting pairings, there's no doubt about that, and uh, it's all going to come out in the wash eventually about uh, how this V8 uh, Gold Coast 600 pans out. I'm still not sure about it. I I prefer to see them run one race 600 Ks on the Sunday and and maybe do something fancy for qualifying. But uh, anyway, this is the decision they've had to make because they've got a promote it internationally interesting to see armor oil coming on board as the title sponsor of the gold coast race and i don't know if you you blink if you and you might miss it but uh, up at townsville they've announced the new naming rights sponsor there and it's uh, well i don't know how to actually promote uh, pronounce it but i think it's sucrogen who is the old csr sugar and uh, obviously running the e85 fuel um, it's Sucrogen is a, is the leading provider of that worldwide, I think. So, as uh, the Sucrogen Townsville 400 was announced this week. Yes, I think they've done a, just a bit of a, a switch around. Uh, as you said, Armour all going to, to the Gold Coast and uh, uh, using the, the fuel provider as the uh, uh, sort of backfill into to the Townsville race. Um, so, yeah, a bit of... Uh, bit of shuffling the cards there but the, i suppose the good thing is that both races have a, a title sponsor and uh, hopefully that uh, it becomes a win-win for all companies involved mm. it's nice to have sponsors that you can just uh, plug in whenever you need them Lockie. and it seems to be part of a, a bit of a motorsport sponsorship expansion for armor all because they came on board as one of the sponsors for the v8 ute series last year they came on board to sponsor the bathurst 12 hour as well and now they're sponsoring the gold coast event so they're obviously expanding their sponsorship campaign in australian motorsport and it makes sense that uh would go up to townsville as the major sponsor because uh, let's face it a lot of their um, providers and uh, a lot of their businesses are located more in that area than the uh, than the Gold Coast, so it gives them an opportunity and gives Townsville the opportunity to get some more corporate seats filled by uh, using the sponsorship that way, Peter. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, it's not just 
sponsorship aimed at the end consumer. There's a lot of the business-to-business hospitality and wheeling and dealing that really does make these events tick. And, uh, yeah, I think you picked it in one there that uh, this really is about uh, the the company connecting with a lot of their suppliers uh, and if they uh, build their brand for retail, then that's an extra bonus to them. Well, Gas and Go is on the other side of the break as we wave the white flag lap when we return on the V8 Insiders. Find out more about your favourite supercar teams and drivers when we go inside further on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. As uh, Well, the white flag lap is about to uh, commence, and it's Lachlan Mansell from Motorsport News, Peter Norton from Inside Motorsport. And uh, you guys know the rules. It is five questions in three minutes, starting from now. Mark Blundell has had to pull out of the Gold Coast 600. Do you think they'll have any problem finding another international to fill the seat, Lockie? Well, I think they already have, haven't they? Um, there's there's enough international drivers already signed up. There's one per team, and uh, I'm not sure the reason that he pulled out, whether it was date clash with some other event that he was competing in, or just a lack of sponsorship, but uh, whatever the case, I think they've filled the void. Peter? Yes, I think it was down to uh, business commitments, which uh, probably meant that maybe people got nervous whether he could uh, cut the mustard, and uh, they went shopping for someone else instead. With all the interest in the V8 Fujitsu series, do you think that's going to help upping the television ratings? Uh, I don't think the, the TV ratings really is a factor there. I think it would be better if maybe they showed some of the Fujitsu V8 supercar races live. I find it interesting that a lot of the other support categories like the V8 Utes, the Australian Formula Ford Championship, get live TV coverage with some of the V8 supercar races and yet the Fujitsu series which is supposed to be the second tier V8 supercar series it's always on a week delay so maybe it would help with ratings if they had some live Fujitsu races shown. Mm. Unfortunately, Fujitsu want their own TV program. Will having the shorter track at the Gold Coast prove to be a big winner, or does it just mean that the A&A Hotel won't have as high a prices because it's not trackside anymore? I think having the shorter track, it solves one of the main problems with street circuits for spectators, which is the fact that from any given point around the circuit, you can really only see the cars come past once a lap um, when they come past a particular corner or straight that you're standing on. By shortening the track, they've made it that you'll get to see the cars come past a bit more often, but we all know that uh, the best spectators spotted Surfers Paradise is up in one of the high-rise apartments, so uh, if you want to get a good view, make sure you become good friends with someone who owns an apartment at Surfers Paradise. Peter? Oh, it's simply driven by cost, uh, and it uh, costs a whole heap less to uh, shut down uh, less streets and, and to build the track for a, a shorter track. I think that's the, the real key here. Dick Johnson celebrates his 65th birthday this week. What do you reckon he wanted for his birthday present? Oh, def- definitely uh, a couple of wins of, uh, for the race team. I think that that's the uh, realistic thing that he'd like. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I 
can't really add to that. Obviously, Queensland's their home track as well. So if James Courtney or Stephen Johnson could you know, get on get on the podium or score a couple of race wins, I think that would make him very happy. IndyCar has announced they're going to have a separate title for road races and ovals. Should V8 Supercars have a separate championship or recognition for the street race winners and the regular circuit winners? No, I think... Uh, with uh, IndyCars, fair enough, because oval racing is a sort of it's a different discipline to racing around road courses or street circuits. But with V8 supercars, at the end of the day, they're both racetracks where you have to go both left and right. So I think in the interests of sim- simplicity, just keep it how it is. Peter? I think it would just be... Uh, uh an issue for media to play with. I don't think it would really capture the, the interest of the public unless they put some really serious money up for it. Well, they've got the Grand Slam. Why not have the Road Slam title? That's what it needs. Put a couple of million bucks up <laughs> and then then people will get interested. Well, guys, that's Gas and Go for another week. Brought to you by V8X Magazine. New edition will be out very, very soon. Lockie, great to have you on the show. Thanks for your time. Thanks. It was great to be back. And, Peter, I look forward to uh, catching up with you this weekend in Queensland. Yes, it will be fun. And, uh, like we said earlier, looking forward to uh, thawing out and getting uh, a bit of warmth. Yes, that's the uh, V8 Insiders for another week. As a check and flake waves over another edition of the V8 Insiders. Till next time around, keep smiling and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.